Hey, hey, hey. So this is what, episode number six. We are hoping we have better Wi-Fi today. We made some adjustments. We have our Ken Finley, a.k.a. Stott, in the house with us to make sure. Why don't you come and show your hair? He even fixed his. We got to give him love because he fixed his hair. Everybody needs an IT, Come back your hair, dude. He put on gel. I've never seen him with gel like this. Slick back. Say hello to everybody. He knew he was going to be on camera. He knew he was going to be on camera today. So we got We got audio. We got video. We got Josh. We got Adam. We got Kai. We got Sam. We got Louis. We got everybody, Luis. We got everybody in the house today, and we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, yesterday was, uh, I think, DNC's last night, so we got a couple things to cover. A lot of things happened with uh, I wish they would keep going. <laughs> I, the, Trump's poll numbers keep going up every night the DNC continues. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Apple is officially the first $2 trillion company. The other day I posted on Twitter, I said, Apple is officially a $2 billion company. People responded saying, what's the big money. deal? But they're a $2 trillion company. Uber Lyft continues in California. Airbnb is doing an IPO. Uh, Palantir is moving out of California. Amazon's betting against working from home. Bannon got arrested. USPS suspend. New York Police Union Commissioner Pat Lynch endorses Trump. We got some NBA picks. We got Putin's rival that's in critical condition. Some serious stuff going on over there with the election. And then some funny things happen with Goodyear. But uh, having said that, let's get right into it. First things first, business, Apple, okay? Before they announce their 4-to-1 split, this is before they're announcing their 4-to-1 split. They're about to announce a 4-to-1 split. They become a $2 trillion company. So let me kind of put this into perspective. Steve Jobs dies. Apple is worth $100 billion, Okay. Years later, after he's dead, the company's valuation has increased $1.9 trillion. Under a peaceful leader, Tim Cook, he c- continued the tradition of what they did, but now it is a $2 trillion company during the pandemic. Adam, since you do a lot of content having to do with money and finance, tell us what you think about Apple being a $2 trillion company. Is it still a good bet? If I'm listening to this, I got $50,000. Should I go buy some Apple stock right now? I mean, the rich get richer with this Apple. Unbelievable, right? When when did they hit $1 trillion? Like three years ago? No, they, no. they, they hit $1 trillion like a year and a half ago. Yeah. A year and a half ago. Yeah. So less Barely. recently. Yeah. So, yeah. so a year and a half ago, they, they hit $1 trillion. Huge yep. news. Huge news. Yep. Okay. Huge. So in less than two years, they're now a $2 trillion company? Yep. That App Store 30% thing is really crushing it, right? I mean, unbelievable. So to answer your question, uh, if you got 50 Gs, I don't think you just put it all in Apple. However, I mean, kids out there, if you're listening, get a Roth IRA, get a 401k, get an IUL from PHP, free plug. Um, but the four to one stock split, I think is going to be make the stock very accessible to the common investor, don't you think? So are you saying yes? I'm asking you. So I would, should I buy some Apple stock right now? It do could, you? It could do, not hurt. Do you think Apple in the next 10 years is going to end up being a $10 trillion company? Well, in the I next mean, 10 that's years? A, such an aggressive number, $10 <laughs> trillion, I mean, They went from $100 billion to $2, two trillion. That's yeah, 20x. That's ridiculous. Do you think they're going to go from $2 trillion to $10 trillion in the next 10 years? I mean, how do you bet against Tim Apple at this point? You just can't. Tim Apple or Cook? No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm playing, making fun of Trump because Trump called him Tim Apple. Oh, really? 
<laughs> How'd you not pick that one up, Fierstein? I love that. setting you up, bro. Tim Apple. I'm here with my boy, uh, Tim Apple. Uh, you know, I, I said Tim Cook. Dude, it's on tape. You called him Tim Apple. Anyway, for a trillion bucks, I'd change my last name to Apple, no? Yeah. So is it going to 10 trillion or no? Okay, 10 look. trillion, Josh. Look here on this desk and ask yourself how many Apple products we have. At least four. Just, no, five. Five mm -hmm. just on this desk alone, and we're Six, looking over seven, here. Seven, eight, yep. nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There's more apple in this room than in the Garden of Eden. Okay, there's a lot of oh, apple Jesus. here. So, but my question to you, actually, I have two. Okay, technology changes quickly. All right, so you just never know what the next guy comes out with quickly. But Apple has built a very strong brand. I mean, they put a just a ton of money into their brand. My next question for you, though, Pat, in regards to this, is does this make Tim Cook um, as effective as a leader, as a visionary, as a, or even just as a CEO as Steve Jobs was? Steve Jobs was a, was a visionary. But, I mean, Tim Cook has taken over, and obviously you've seen what he's done since he's um, has taken the reins. Where does this rank Tim Cook in the land of CEOs even past ones like Jobs. So, so let me ask you a question. Tell me the whole, uh, the greatest president of all time. Who's the greatest president Don't of all time? Don't say it, Josh. <laughs> Hang on Don't a second. Don't freaking say it, Josh. Who do you think is the greatest president of all time? So at, I'm the, a, at the end of their career, so you can't say Trump. So who's the greatest yeah. president of all time? I have to go George Washington, and okay. simply because he was the man. He like he he bled for the country, served the country, was a the visionary. You know, so I'm. I'm going to have to go Washington. Okay. So who's the second greatest president of all time? <sighs> Bro, there's so many. I'm so curious to know who you're going to say. Who's your greatest president? I mean, he's obviously Maybe. dying to say But Trump, who are you going to say? You're going to say Jimmy Carter? No. <laughs> the peanut farmer? No. Maybe Lincoln. I mean, you okay. Can, I mean right. Lincoln. Lincoln. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, <clears throat> JFK, gone too soon. Rest in peace. So let's say George Washington and Lincoln. You pretty much explained Apple. George Washington is Jobs. Lincoln is cook let's just say if we look at it that way right okay. so let, let's unpack that and what that means now there's an area of apple that they have to be very careful with and this is my thoughts i'll share that with you the thing i like about what tim cook did is the following see we're going to go through the uh, the the what do you call it our picks for the nba playoffs right i don't like the way lebron is this is the first time where i'm not like diehard lakers i don't even know why i was a diehard lakers when they had sedale treat I was a diehard Lakers when they had nothing going on. Eddie Jones, Eldon Campbell, Tony Smith. I mean, there was nothing going on. They played basketball is what they did. The priority was we're going to go play basketball. And then our personal life and politics, it is what it is, right? Tim Cook is the first open gay CEO, Fortune 100 company. I'm gay. I'm a CEO of a Fortune 100 company. But my responsibility is to my shareholders and if I need to have a good relationship with President Trump, even though I disagree with him on 90% of issues, he is still the president. You got to give so much credit to Tim Cook, more than Trump, by the way. My credit goes to Tim Cook because the risk isn't on Trump. Trump looks good standing next to Tim Cook. Tim Cook doesn't look good standing next to Trump, uh, to his uh, uh, audience and his following, right? So he got up and he set aside politics and said, listen, we have a new product. We have to work with the White House. We need protection. We have to be worried about what's going on with China. He made the tough decision, which I applaud him tremendously for being willing to do that, and he took the company to $2 trillion valuation. 
Who won? All the investors that decided to put their hard-earned money into what? Apple. So now, there's a book I read called Barbarians to Bureaucrats by Lawrence Miller. I called Lawrence Miller one day. I said, Lawrence, I got to buy this book. He said, you can buy it at Barnes & Noble. I said, no, no, I want to buy the rights to this book because, you know, you haven't sold this book. I can sell this book. This is a sick book, right? We had a conversation together. And he talks about every civilization, every organization, every society, every country, every company goes through different phases. Phase number one, you have a profit, okay? And the profit is who? Steve Jobs. Phase number two, the profit attracts barbarians. In this case, he was a prophet and a barbarian. It's what made him unique because he was willing to go out there and go to war, but he was also the prophet, the idea of Apple. Then comes the builder and the explorer. Let's go build here. Let's explore here. Tim Cook. Let's go do a little bit of this. Then comes the administrator, which starts putting laws, regulations, all this other stuff. Then's the bureaucrats. Then the, there's the aristocrats. Apple hasn't yet shown up to the bureaus, uh, bureaucrats and aristocrats. That's more what happened to Kmart. That's more what happened to Sears. That's more what happened to some of these other companies. However, you need a synergist to bring him back. Tim Cook's done a great job being a builder, explorer, and an administrator. Kai and I talked about this yesterday. The one part that Apple has to be very careful with, here's the, pro- here's the part. Jobs died when? 2006. Can you tell me what year he died? I don't know what year he died, but he died uh, uh, 10, 15 years ago, right? Can you tell me what new innovative product Apple has come out with since t- 2011, nine years ago? Since Jobs died nine years ago, what new products have they come out with? Tell me a new innovative product they've come out with. So that's a very, very fair, fair point. I mean, there's literally nothing. They've just made the mousetrap better or faster, more, you know. But I've also heard that tech companies like, like Apple actually take their technology and they actually stagger it. Like, they don't bring it out immediately. It may sit on the shelf for five, six, seven years, which is why they're still rolling out stuff that Jobs did. Like, they're... they're um, so essentially, there was a vault with like seven or eight years worth of products that they they uh, roll out. And even though, just kind of interesting because here they'll have a new technology, they don't go straight to market with it, which I don't know, like what kind of business plan is that? Except they're so confident that nobody is at their level that they can sit on, on tech. Don't you, know? you find it interesting that Apple, you know, and Pat, I think you'll appreciate this metaphor. Apple used to be the David. And now they're the Goliath, right? I mean, I remember there were the days when they were just trying, hey, you know, we're a quirky little uh, upstart tech company. We've got quirky little ideas. Now, literally, uh, you got Epic Games reversing course and, you know, calling them the uh, the Hunger Games. Uh, are you going somewhere no. with this? I'm just going right there with it. That's oh, where that's I'm going. Where you are. You're <laughs> that's, right that's, I'm not going anywhere else. I want to stay right here. I'm waiting for yeah. the climax. I'm, wa- I'm setting you so, up for the David oh, Goliath. Oh, oh hey, hey. Well, so the Apple Watch. They came out with the Apple Watch, and they did come out with AirPods. However, AirPods was just a it's better mousetrap product. It's not a product yeah. that, that like like. Uh, so, so the only thing I'm saying, the only thing I'm saying, I, I like, I think Tim Cook, guys, nine years ago, Apple's worth a hundred billion. Nine years later, it's worth a trillion, two trillion, two trillion dollars. That's twenty x. That, that's not a joke, by the way. To do that, when Jobs died, everybody's like, well, let's see what's going to happen to Apple. Let's see what's going to happen to Apple. And Tim Cook's done an outstanding job. He's got to get a shot. I sent him a tweet the other day, and he liked it, and I just gave him credit. I said, I just want you to know what you've done is very impressive, mm-hmm. Tim Cook. So 
I, I, I got to give that part credit. The only part I'm concerned about is a new product coming out, and we'll see what's going to happen. If they do, they'll continue to compete. But the, the capitalism, there's this idea. There is this idea. I'm talking to one of my friends yesterday that said Amazon is going to forever take control and do this, and you have to realize. And I'm, I'm like, Steve, I, I, I just trust capitalism. But that's not how it works. Said, I'm telling you, I trust capitalism, meaning somebody could come and do it better. Somebody could come and have an offer that others don't have. What do you think about that? Okay, one, I, I don't understand why people, like, I sometimes don't think that people wrap their head around what Amazon is, okay? Amazon's a platform. It's a platform for a bunch of independent sellers. Now, granted, they do have some of their own brands and stuff, yeah. but Amazon is about capitalism. It's just... It's literally a marketplace for people to compete. Now, granted, there's a lot more technology involved. You got to know the algorithms, you know, et cetera. You got to use their platform by advertising from them, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, for for all the, for all the people that are talking about Amazon and like uh, and and dude, it's just coming from someone that loves small business. Uh, America's built on the back of small business. But people have to realize Amazon's not trying to put small business out of business they're trying to bring small business online and so i think that people would be smart to understand and to recognize what amazon actually is it's it's ebay but what did ebay do ebay so ebay allowed the independent small little seller to now have a marketplace where they could actually compete with the big boys so i think people get amazon wrong yeah but 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 the whole thing is i think eventually someone is going to compete from an angle and a founder that's not willing to sell. That's the problem with founders. They sell, right? So you start a company. Zuck's not selling Facebook. But if Zuck would have sold Facebook, it's a whole different issue, right? You look at Twitter. Jack kept it, right? You look at uh, 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 a MySpace. MySpace, Tim, uh, Tom, uh, uh, what was his name? Tom, what is Just the guy's Tom. name? Just Tom. Tom was his name. He sold, right? <laughs> you look had at no some, last name. But, like but, he, but here, here's, the, here's the point I'm trying to make to you is then there is some companies that whether it's sold or not, even Apple, Apple was sold. But the vision kept uh, kept uh, uh, strong, and it kept continuing the way it was growing. My concern is someone's going to come out, and it's going to compete with Apple, and it's going to come out with products, and it's not going to sell, and they're going to keep the company for 10 or 15 years, and then it can potentially compete with these guys long term. But we'll see what's going to happen. they got to come up with new products. And one thing with Apple is they're a very secretive organization, which I love. They always have something up their sleeve, some kind of a next product they're coming out with. I hope they stick to that. But since we brought up Amazon— Amazon's betting against working from home. They just added 3,500 employees in six major cities. The office-based work expansion includes New York, Phoenix, San Diego, De Denver, Detroit, and Dallas. So they're saying, <laughs> we don't want you to work from home. We want you to work from office. Thoughts? Well, number one, they're doing this for one reason and one reason only, ladies and gentlemen. It's because they know that November 3rd, coronavirus begins to, just like John Cena, <laughs> disappear. OK, you're not going to see it around. And they're look, people are so caught up in the day to day, the quick, the fast and the ugly that they're bro. You are going to see this thing disappear so quickly and people are going to forget about it. OK, one minute we're all wearing masks. Literally within 48 hours, you're going to see people not wearing masks, people not being scared anymore. Like we're going to go back to the American way of life. And do they want people working from home? Well, I guess the big question is this in for you and for you, why don't they want people working from home? Is it synergy wise? Is it that they want to be, you know, people get more done in an office because somebody's looking over their shoulder? Like what, what, what's the reason for them wanting people to come back to work? 
I mean, I, I, I don't look at it in a political sense. Obviously, Josh went the, the coronavirus direction. Uh, I just don't think that it that's their business model. you got to have huge – I mean, th- right now, what, what the malls are dying. All these anchor stores are dying. These J.C. Penney's, these Sears, these Lord & Taylor's are dying. What's filling in the space, Josh? Amazon Fulfillment Centers. They're taking massive real estate positions in mega malls putting in Amazon fulfillment centers there. You can't work from home. You, you got to come into the office. Yeah. So they'll have the social distancing. <clears throat> Believe me, they'll be wearing masks. And uh, th- that's, I just still think doesn't, doesn't fit their business model. This isn't remote work for Amazon. I mean, I think you got to literally show up to work. That's Bro, simple. people stopped eating hamburgers for a little while during mad cow disease. All right. Are they eating hamburgers again? They're 100% eating hamburgers again. Yeah, but Beyond Meat is probably uh, just as big as hamburgers these days. That's, I mean, uh, so what are you saying? That, that there's not capitalism. There's going to be options. What he's trying to say is people are going to go back to life, regular life. Like, they're going to go back to regular living, working from an office. That's what he's He's not talking about, he's not offending your friends Beyond Meat's company. He's just saying the fact that. <laughs> I've actually never like, had Beyond that's Meat. What I'm, saying. I, I'm just, shout out to the creators of Beyond Meat. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, their, their, their valuation is probably ridiculous these days. Yeah. I've never actually even had it. Impossible Meat's a little bit better, though. Impossible. I mean, you're eating this. The the ironic part is you're the freaking vegan here. That's the ironic part here. You're defending the mad cow disease people, and you're the vegan. No, my whole my whole point. This whole thing is all messed up. My whole point is is that we're going back to the normal way of life as soon as the election happens, and now no longer can. uh, And boy, I can't wait till we get to the DNC because I got some stuff to say about what they were saying about coronavirus. Biggest fear mongers in the world. By the way, a real quick shout out. Who who is the actor uh, that? Samuel just, L. Jackson. No, the, <laughs> <laughs> the actor who just sold his gin company to uh, somebody for six hundred. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan dude, Reynolds. What a real, pimp, probably, man. real quick. Ryan Reynolds. Here's an actor. Jesus, okay, dude. hilarious guy. Women love this guy. Great it's pimp. a different kind of attractiveness this woman have for him over uh, Thor. Thor's more, you know. Ryan Reynolds is just—he's the guy that makes you laugh. You know, he's got the—he's yeah. got the. You got a little bit of Ryan Reynolds I'll going take on with it, you. Dude. I'll take some of his this gin guy, money too. This guy sells gin yeah. for six hundred and ten million dollars. And by the way, he makes some of the. You're an ad guy. Have you seen his ads? What kind of ads he makes? Yes. He makes some of the most creative. And, did you see him and George Clooney yes. did ads for each other's yes. gin company? Just was, to help each other. How crazy is awesome. that? Collaboration. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. So, anyways, just a quick not, nothing uh, to get into. There is no Trump connection here, but uh, we just want to give Ryan Reynolds some love for $610 million. A capitalist while making movies good for him. So, with that being said, something tells me. Josh is just, you know, fiending the DNC conversation. I think, I think the DNC conversation, you know, Josh has been missing for the last few days, just so you know that. Josh has been missing for the last few days. No one's been able to find him, not his wife, not his kids, not his family, not us. No one's been able to find Josh. He has been watching reruns of DNC over and <laughs> over and over and over again. It. I think he watched the AOC speech probably 20 times already. And then obviously last night we had Joe Biden. We had uh, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. We had Elizabeth Warren. Uh, we had a few other people. I watch every single one of them to just kind of get a feel for them. But I'm going to start off with, typically I'll go to you. This time I'm going to go to Adam. Let's oh, see what Adam's yes. going to give us here. Josh is fiending. Fiending. Go ahead. Tell I us. Mean, did, you watch, did you watch some of the speeches? I did watch a little bit of it. Okay. Uh, and I think, um, you, you, you know what By I By the way, Bob, Hank Ty, put a thumbs up. Share this. We are 80, 73 away from crossing 1,000 uh 
people watching live. And Within the first 20 minutes. Uh, by the way, I'm hoping our audio is back and our video is back because we're not getting any com commentary. We're good to go. We have to switch. We were on guest Wi-Fi. Who we, we were usually on employee Wi-Fi. Now we're on T1 Hardline, so we're scored away. So put the thumbs up, share it, and uh, put the subscribe button as well. With that being said, Adam, go ahead, tell us. When did Kamala speak? Was that two nights ago? Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm, I, I'm actually going to say two different things right here. We're going to talk about the presidential ticket right here. We got uh, Biden versus Trump. We got Kamala Harris versus Mike Pence. This might shock you. I'm not feeling Kamala Harris. I'm just not. I just, I don't know what, something about her. I'm just not feeling. But I watched, let me actually use his Josh voices. I watched the DNC for one reason and one reason only, ladies and gentlemen. My good friend over here, Josh Fierstein, has been basically saying that uh, Biden is locked in his basement. He's got dementia. He's basically a dead man, weakened at Bernie's. So I watched the DNC speeches and all that for one reason and one reason only i just wanted to see if biden actually could deliver anything like was this a are they gonna roll him out there were they gonna weaken and burning this guy up was he gonna be a puppet and you know what was his speech amazing no was it horrible no was it inspiring no but you know what it what, what you know what it was and this is actually what should what republicans should fear you know what it was it was just normal. It was just normal. He'd get up there. He said his words. He didn't have dementia. He didn't have Alzheimer's. He was just a he, he 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 was just normal. And I think that's what America just actually is looking for these days. Just a return to normalcy. So um, that's my opinion. I think he was just Wow. He did not he did not inspire Adam, anyone. He did not lose I set anybody. You up for the 12% of women that are watching us right yes. now to tell you, compared you to Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds I'll take that. And then day. you come and you say this was a great speech because it was normal. I just thought it was, I, I don't think he, oh, I don't think buddy. he did anything great and I don't think he did anything horrible. I think wow. he was just normal. What, would you marry a normal girl? I would not marry a normal girl. No. <laughs> would you vote for a normal person to be a At president? At this point in our life, let me look right into the crowd. With, with I will all, take normal. First of all, with all I will the take with, normal, dude. With, with all the crisis going on worldwide, you yes. want a normal leader? I want someone who could just Ooh, get us back exactly to neutral. I've been wants. saying the same thing for months now. Just get us back to neutral. We've got a drunk driver in the White House. We just need someone to get us. We need an Uber driver, and I'm sure we'll cover if Lyft and he's Uber. He's probably Lyft. I don't even think we, he's Uber, by the I, way. Okay. We just need someone who's not drunk behind stars. the wheel to get us back to normal. I will take normal these days. With all the craziness in wow. 2020, okay. normal sounds great. All right. I'm looking for vanilla ice cream. Ooh, Adams. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen. Well. Josh. Let me go ahead and break that down, because if you want to talk about normal, let's talk about not so normal. What about the human highlight head, Billie Eilish, having to come on and stump for, not, not so much for Biden, but against Trump, but she comes live, live, she comes to the DNC from Joe Biden's home, a.k.a. a graveyard, Okay, if you've watched it, it is the weirdest, stupidest, most unnormal, abnormal, 
asinine thing I've ever seen. Purple haze in the background. She's backlit. She's got a human highlighter hair, the green. I mean, it's not even green all the way. It's been growing out green and black. She looks like the flipping Joker dressed in her purple. Like, like, look, look. And what is she saying? We must love America, we must get rid of Trump for equality for all. the same old bull crap we hear every day. Let me tell you this. There's a reason that Rasmussen, and I'm not a big poll guy, but there's a reason that Rasmussen says that during the DNC that Trump's approval rating went up by four points, That's Adam. insane. Because what? Gentlemen, I got to The greatest thing okay, go ahead. that go ahead. could ever happen. Uh, 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 Joshua. The greatest thing you can't can- run around saying, I don't trust the polls. I don't trust the polls. I don't trust the polls. You can't believe the you polls. Can't trust and the, the second, no. oh, the Wait second, brother, that one decent poll comes out favoring Trump. You're like, oh, Rasputin said. Da, 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 da. If it's CNN or Fox News or MSNBC Bullshit, poll, I don't, man. if it's CNN, Fox News, MSNBC poll, I don't trust it. Okay. If it's pure, uh, if it's uh, Pew. Uh, Pew, I'm good with Pew. Rasmussen. There's a couple of them. Quinnipiac. There's no? only a couple of them. There's not that many of them. Okay. okay. But go ahead. So you do trust some polls. Only the ones that consistently tell you where it's kind of at. Not you trust Fox Fox News at polls? all. Zero. Fox News. I don't trust Fox wow. News polls. No. What would I? What do you mean? What? That's like me saying, "What do you think about you know." Uh, uh, you're, you're sitting there. I'm writing an article about insurance industry, and I'm going to say what I'm going to say about insurance industry. You and I, and we wrote the article. Of course we're going to say There's good things about there. insurance. But I want a pew. I don't look at any Fox, CNN, MSNBC. Polls. So what's the Zero. one poll we can all trust? Can we can we, can we we actually answer this? Well, let me what's go ahead and poll? take a quick poll. Josh Fierstein, do you believe that Donald Trump's going to win the election? 100% I do. 100% of people polled say that they believe that Donald Trump is going to win the election. That is the problem with the polls. But... Even well, they Ras- tend to, to, to even, ask more than 1,000 people. Even analogy, Rasmussen. Josh. Even Rasmussen. And we know that pollsters and the media tend to skew, and not, that, not just tend, but actually skew to the left. I think it was, what, 94% to 6% of journalists? So let's just go ahead and back up and look at that. Trump's approval rating right now is two points higher than Obama's approval rating was when he was in office. That's a fact. That's not a poll. According to what poll? I'm saying literally according to Rasmussen, who tends to skew left, I'm telling you right now that during the DNC, this was the beautiful thing about the DNC, since we're talking about the DNC, is that the more that they kept talking, America realized exactly how sane Trump is because they realized how insane the Democrats are. And they also realized how much they're liars. You want me to prove it to you? Is that you got Nancy Pelosi and all these other people saying, and it was what? It was all about coronavirus. 160,000 Americans are dead because of Trump's response to coronavirus. Dude, Trump was the one that was telling them to shut down the country. Trump was the one that was stopping travel from China. Trump was the one that says, no, they can't come over here anymore. What was Nancy Pelosi doing? That's racist. That's horrible. I can't believe that he would be such a racist, bigoted person. And Nancy Pelosi was going down to Chinatown. Okay, little Chinatown right there in San Fran. You know what Tom Brenneman said about San Fran? Okay, we won't say it. Okay, horrible, horrible thing. Look, Nancy Pelosi goes down to Chinatown in the middle of all of that and says what? 
Oh, guys, it's safe to come down here. Come down here. Spend money. Bring your tourism down there. What? Why COVID is going on? Why she's telling Trump that he's racist for shutting down the country. And now they come full circle and say, it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. Dude, they are talking outside both sides of their mouth. In fact, they're not just talking out of their mouth. They're talking out of their butt because that's how stinky and stupid their ideas are. And the more they keep talking, the better it is for Trump. I say cancel the RNC and just put Democrats up there to keep talking. When is the RNC? It's coming up in about a week or so, I think. I think it's the same time we're doing it. It's the same time they're doing it. Now, let's just talk about how stupid Republicans are for a second. Okay. Why in the world are the Republicans going to allow, why are they participating in this USPS inquiry funded and backed and initiated by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats? The Republicans, dude, Trump is a strategist. Sometimes the Republicans, they're stupid. They're just not so much. They're allowing these hearings to go on at the same time that the RNC is going on. Okay. Why? Why would you allow the spectacle over here to take away from the message of the RNC platform? Like their their level of uh, strategery is just not on the level of Trump's. And so I think that 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 is that's one stupid move that the RNC is is making. But Josh, are you a Republican? I'm a conservative. You're a conservative. You're not you're not a Republican, though. I identify as a conservative first. And then I am Republican by the fact that my conservative values most align with the Republican Party. Okay. But you wouldn't call yourself a Republican. I mean, I'm registered as a Republican. So you are a Republican. I'm saying, though, that my core values are conservative. You're conservative. As in Pat's words, what's your point? I just want to know what you are because you talk a lot of trash about the Republican Party. I think last episode you were basically saying— Because I'm intellectually honest. Okay, but you also— you know, you're registered as a. I just want to know what you are. I mean, I think the the audience wants to know what you are. I mean, last are you week going somewhere with this. Can I just fucking stay right here? There's nowhere I'm going. No, I, but, but I ask just want a question to go somewhere. Last week, Josh was basically saying that it's going to be MAGA versus the United States of America. Okay. Basically. So are you? That, you're trying to insinuate whether he's more Trump than he's more Republican. Yeah, That's, I'm just wondering. Cause, okay. Because listen, whether even, if, tr- even Trump, if Trump uh, wins, uh, right? Okay, even if, right? Then say 50, that. 50 a, at the a Pat. Yeah. You're going to need to change your password again. Again? Again. Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm just done with this. <laughs> go ahead. Change your password. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's an inside joke with us and Valutainers, gotcha. but it's only a 1,000 um, people watch. It's not a big deal. <laughs> gotcha. I just, you know. It's la- all last- over the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Keep going. Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Obviously, we have a very, very MAGA crowd. And, you know, how great would this show be if it was just three MAGA idiots just sucking Trump's D all every episode? That'd be no fun. So, obviously, we need a little banter here. So, to my lovely Valutainer friends out there, I hope you appreciate a different perspective from time to time. Rather than me just sitting here agreeing with Josh the whole time. That would not be for, fun are you, for banter. Are you going somewhere? Can I? I yes, I'm going somewhere okay, with this. Go ahead. Josh. Last week, you know, before the audio issues, basically was insinuating that the Republican Party is dead, that it's all it's just going to be MAGA versus America. Yes, true. So, you know, Trump maybe maybe has four more years, maybe. And then what happens to the MAGA party? Does someone lift up the mantles? Does Josh run for president? What happens? I think Pat actually had it correct the other day. 
All right. I think that MAGA has a future. And part of me thought it was maybe Nikki Haley. All right. But I think Pat gave a better suggestion. And it just so happens you're going to be hanging out with him pretty soon. Okay. I think the future is somebody like Trey Gowdy. Mm. Somebody that's got some. Is he a MAGA guy, though? Bro. I think that he is in the spirit. Look, you don't have to agree with everything that Trump says in order to be a MAGA guy. It's about the spirit of MAGA. It's about drain the swamp. It's about we hate this this hmm. career politician bullcrap. It's that we hate all of this stuff, all of the backroom deals. It's that we hate all of these people that are in Washington for 40 years. Don't get crap done. I agree with you, Josh. All I right. agree with you. Welcome now, to the MAGA yeah, party. No, I agree Adam. with you on the drain the swamp thing. What was the guy that just got arrested? What was that guy's name? Bannon. Oh, Steve Bannon. No, I was actually not thinking of Bannon. I was thinking of, was it Manafort? Or was it Michael Cohen? No, it was, uh, it was um, not Michael Cohen. It, oh, was, uh, it. it was Michael Flynn. Uh-huh. It wasn't Michael Flynn. Adam it was, uh, it was uh, Roger Stone. It was Roger he Stone. He has the point, everybody. Oh, my God. Give him a thumbs I, I, up. I, I can't always. Holy moly. What was Climax. The guy? I can't remember the guy's Climax. name. Climax. It was foreplay, foreplay, foreplay. Was it? Was it, was it, was it, was it was, oh, that's what it, it was. Oh it was Steve Bannon. Goodness. Wait a minute. Okay, let me just say something. Why does every single person close to Trump get arrested here? It's like. Thank you it's for like, making my point. Okay. It's. Are you ready? <clears throat> Putin poisoning his rivals is like Trump's compadres getting uh, comrades being arrested. So speaking of drain the swamp, every single person close to Trump ends up getting re- uh, arrested and or resigning. How many generals have left Trump's office? How many Republican um, national security advisors? How many former Republicans are basically saying, look, I'm Republican. I've been a Republican my whole life. I can't do this anymore. I'm not talking that the reason that I've asked you all these questions, this foreplay, though, what's your point? I'm trying to pin you down. I'm trying to understand what the hell is going on in the Republican Party. You've got Colin Powell. You've got jo- uh, John Kasich. Colin Powell has, got, hasn't even. Dude, these been, are Republicans who bro, have been Republicans for bro, 30, 40, Colin 50 Powell years. Has and all not of a sudden, they're like, I can't do this. Colin That's Powell has not backed point. a Republican in the last flipping 10 to 16 years. Okay. Okay. John Kasich, the but good people of Ohio. John Kasich is a jackwad. Nobody even likes him. Except for the good people of Ohio who have voted for him and voted for him and voted for him. So, so Adam, come I'm to the middle, Josh. So All glad. I'm saying, Josh, is you're hanging on the goalpost on the Adam right end of the field. Adam has Just come this, meet me in the middle, buddy. Come meet me in the middle. Adam has this wonderfully Baby. little, beautiful, smug look on his face because he thinks... Oh, brothers and sisters, oh, he yeah. thinks Macho that he just Man scored a point on Josh Fierstein. But let me go ahead and it's tell you something. It's not on you, Josh. Don't bro, make this about you. you. I'm wondering bro, what the hell's going on with Trump. I'm going to tell Everyone around him gets arrested. Buddy. Explain to me. Buddy. Explain I'm going to explain me. it to you right now. Sure. You actually made a perfect point in that all of the people around Trump are being prosecuted. But you didn't see the second degree. You didn't look deeper down the rabbit hole because you actually proved my point. Mm -hmm. All of the people around Trump are getting prosecuted. But the people around Obama, the people in the DNC that continually commit crimes. What about, I don't know, let's say Hillary Clinton. Okay, nobody's prosecuting her. She hasn't gotten prosecuted. 
okay? All of the people in Obama's administration that got caught running guns and doing all of this bull crap, they haven't been prosecuted. I, I wish William Barr would go ahead and hand down some indictments. You want to know why? Because they went after everybody around Trump. Each one of us right here, if they were to dive into everything from our taxes to everything that's ever been done, they... There's a regulator somewhere that would find something that they could prosecute us on. Okay. Here's the deal, bro, is that they've come after the people around Trump, and you want to know why they came after Bannon? You want to know why they came after Bannon? Because it's election season, and they said, hmm, who's one more person that we could go after? Now, chances are he probably did something wrong. I'm sure he didn't cross an eye or die. Hold on, what? So he did do something wrong? I, I'm saying chances are. I don't know. Okay. Okay. He, so chances are he did do something he wrong. He deserves. He, no, I'm saying is that. You just said chances are he did me. something wrong. From a regulation, I just did. From a regulation perspective, there's a good chance that he did something that would be deemed illegal. Okay, so he they're was caught on a Chinese listen. billionaire's vote. That's not a, a crime, bro. That's not a crime to be on a Chinese well, billionaire's vote. Mike, Mike, by the way, this is a very good point both of you guys are making. On one end, you're saying, Why is everybody around Trump getting arrested? That's what you're saying, uh, yeah, right? I'm just, I'm just reading the names. Okay, here. yeah. So, what he's saying is, why is it that everybody's only arresting people around Trump? So why is that? Why is it that everybody's going after that and they're not going after and, Hillary or Bill or all these other guys that they can go after? So you How say, come that's not happening? So the FBI is just running rampant is what you're saying. Bro, we know the FBI's left us. Let me just say this, what happened yesterday. Let me just say what happened mm -hmm. yesterday. Yesterday I had an FBI agent here sitting with me. His name was Chris Graham. Kai, Chris Graham is his FBI agent, 26-year FBI agent. He's uh, interviewed and... Uh, detained, and he's gone through a lot of the Taliban folks that he did uh, things with. He was a part of the McMillian documentary that was uh, aired on HBO, the six series that he talked about, and, you know, Pat, McDonald's. What's your point? It, it, McDonald's, the whole thing. <laughs> Yesterday we talked. Yeah. While I'm doing the interview, back-to-back -back, two things happen. One, a former CIA agent, okay, a former CIA agent. If I don't have it here, I have, the, I have it on my screen here. A former CIA agent comes out, okay, and gets arrested for what he did. An FBI lawyer comes out just yesterday, admits to false statement during Russia probe, mm -hmm. false statement during Russia probe, that, uh, uh, you know, he was holding things back. I pleaded guilty Wednesday to altering a, doc altering a document, altering a document related to the secret surveillance of a former Trump campaign advisor during the Russia investigation. Kevin Kleinsmith is the first current or former official to be charged in the Special Justice Department. First, review of the investigation into ties between Russia and Donald Trump 2016 presidential campaign. Attorney General William Barr appointed John Durham, the U.S. Attorney in Connecticut, to scrutinize decisions made by officials during the probe. What's the point here? No one in America trusts the FBI today. The guy I'm interviewing yesterday was a 26-year FBI. says, listen, I hope we regain the trust. He felt guilty while I'm doing the interview. This is a 26-year FBI agent that I'm talking to, but going back to some things we talked let's stay on the DNC here, because I want to go back to what things were said and what messages I saw. Here's what I saw. I listened to Obama's speech. Obama's speech, he, he was in front of the Constitution in Philadelphia, and this is a guy that studied the Constitution, so he's come, but he said something very interesting during his speech. He said, during the time we improved this Constitution through Civil War, improved, improved this Constitution, improve this constitution through civil war hinting at other changes possibly coming soon then he said uh, biden and kamala care about people meaning trump doesn't care about people again science and logic you notice the last time i talked about how much they're saying they trust science they trust science they have done a great conference call 
and they had every speaker saying, trust science and logic, science, 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 science. Everyone's been on that message. Then he made it easy. Uh, he says, we, ma we have to make it easier for people to go, go out there and uh, uh, cast their ballot. Again, having to do with voting, which is an, a message that's been going across. Using military against peaceful protesters is what Obama said. Why is Trump using military against peaceful protesters? We both know, all three of us know that not all the protesting has been very peaceful. How many Louis Vuitton stores have been, how many malls, how many, it's not been peaceful. A lot of people have taken advantage of it. And then he edified John Lewis, okay, what, what John Lewis did. And then he tried to give a unified message, which I think he does a great job doing that. That's what Obama said. Okay, Obama. And I believe Obama's speech. That's Obama. I fully believe Obama. That's Obama's Obama. Okay? Then Elizabeth Warren got up, which Black Lives Matter led her in the background in a classroom she was in. And she, if you saw, I don't know if you saw those the three BLM. letters, the BLM that was in the background. You had to really look at it closely. Three letters, toys in a kid's room. So she talked about child care. Okay? COVID is a crisis that Donald Trump and every Republican <clears throat> supported him. COVID, COVID crisis is on Donald Trump and every Republican who supported him. Obama, one thing he said, he says you have to vote down the aisle. Everything you see Democrat vote for because they want to win Senate and they want to have House mm -hmm. and they want to have presidency. If they have presidency, House, and Senate, crazy things are going to happen. So that's Warren. Hillary Clinton spoke. Her hair looked very funny, by the way. <laughs> Typically, her hair looks better, but her look, hair looked funny. She, she looked like she just put gel on. She looked like Ken Filmy's hair. She's kind of Hillary. Hillary. She did a slick back. I don't know what it was, like a mob message was she was you? sending. Is that you doubling so, as Hillary Ken? So she gave a talk saying, I wish Trump knew what it took to be a president. That was her line. I wish Trump knew what it took to be a president, meaning I know what it takes to be president. Right. He doesn't know what it takes to be president. And then she said, this can't be another woulda, shoulda, coulda election, meaning a lot of people came up to me over the years and they would say, I should have voted for yeah. you. I didn't come out. This can mean it come out voters vote uh, uh, because Black Lives Matter. And then she said, Biden and Kamala can win by 3 million votes and still lose. I know Believe that. Believe me, I know. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So then Kamala came out and she gave her message and she talked about her mom, which I thought it was uh, interesting because she said my mom's Indian and a lot of people are referencing her as being fully African-American. And to me, I think Kamala Harris is very attractive. I think she's very easy on the eye. When you look at her on camera, I think it's a appealing person to see how she looks and she's a decent speaker she built up her values and principles with her mom that taught her and she said none of us are free unless all of us are free good message i give it a six on what she did kamala okay then biden comes up and there's a couple things you got to give credit to biden's message whoever wrote it if he wrote it great but <laughs> there's a couple things you got to give he credit. probably didn't write it he said i will work for those who supported me and those who didn't yeah which is a great message yeah. unfortunately that's not the case but it's good to say then he said, thank you, Obama, you were a president that well, kids we were able to look here. up What's to. You were a president that kids were able to look up to. She, he said, no one looks up to the current president, his words. Mm -hmm. We will never get the economy back unless if we get our dignity back. Best way to recover from loss and grief is to find purpose. He knows that from experience with his son, Bo, and his first wife that died in the car accident. Mm -hmm. He talked about climate change. We don't need a tax plan who rewards wealth than work, what he said. Lost his first wife, you know, all this stuff that he talked about. We will be a generation that stops racism. And he says how he had a conversation with Gianna Floyd, who was George Floyd's daughter. And she said to him, she whispered in his ears, Daddy changed the world, right? And then you got a couple other things. But here's the point. Here's the point. I'm a data guy. So I go up there and I said, okay, here's a guy. <laughs> At this point, it doesn't matter. Okay, here is a guy. <laughs> here's a guy. Here's a guy that is running for office 
gives a speech, okay, message. Do you know how many views his video got in 24 hours? Who, or whatever Biden's? Biden's, Biden's video. Like 30 views? No, not 30 views. It's on NBC. It got 150, 160,000 views. Not Kamala like Harris got 348,000 views in two days. Now, you may say, Pat, what's the point with this number? I'm telling you. What Tom said to me the other day was very powerful. He said 42% of Republicans are not changing. 44% yeah. of Democrats are not changing. 4% of Green and Libertarians are not changing. You're dealing with 10%. Right. If 60% of the 10% vote Trump over Obama, uh, over Biden, it's a tie. It has to be 65, 35 of the 10%, right? There's going to be 10% of the population that are simply watching and saying, I am bored out of my mind. I had to watch Joe Biden's speech on 2.0 to sound motivational. If you listen to it in 1.0, honestly, it's like the cure for insomnia. You will fall asleep if you listen to the speech. Nothing about it is inspirational. It's very boring, and the views and the data says that nobody watched it. It's vanilla. It's very vanilla. I said that. You cannot do that today when you're going up against a guy that is not vanilla. He's going to come out the gates. He's going to give a speech. And everything what I listen to, mm -hmm. here's what I listen to. Let me give you the basics of it. Here's the basics of it. When you talk dirty to a woman, do you say, you know, things like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be the potentially, I don't know, it could be bad, but I may come very fast. But, uh, you know, I may please you and bad things may happen, but let's see what's going to happen. No, <laughs> that's how they're talking dirty. It's all fear. It's the end of the world. And America's lost this, coronavirus this, cases this. All the, You're supposed to say, oh, wait till you see what I'm, it's like you got to talk dirty. Nothing about the DNC talk dirty to the audience. Sell me the damn dream. Tell me my dreams are going to become a reality. Obama talked about dreams. MLK talked about dreams. There's nobody referencing my dreams. What is the voters' dreams? Sell me my dream. Tell me if I elect you, Biden, my dreams are going to become a reality. There's nothing about the speech that made me believe my dreams are going to become a reality. Now, on the other side, if the RNC comes out and their messaging is the fact that this is about dreams, this is about freedom, this is about this, this is about that, forget about politics. That message talks dirty, and the other message doesn't talk dirty. Nothing about the DNC talked dirty to me. I was bored out of my mind listening to it. You ha and the only person that talked a little bit of dirt were two people, and neither one of them. And one of them said this the other day. Here's what the, one of them said the other day. A two-term president said this the other day that came out on Business Insider. Obama said, that, by the way, we can go verify this. On, it's on a Washington Post. You can find it everywhere. Obama said to a peer of his, this is according to Politico, that Obama told another Democrat during the 2020 primary campaign, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. This is what the article says. Mm -hmm. Don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Michelle's not running. Obama's not running. Biden's running. You can't excite me with that message right there. So unfortunately, I just don't see this being a crazy thing. And on top of that, you know what's the real horror, horror story? Let me give you the real horror story. Let me give you the real horror story. They say the reason why the Rockets haven't been able to advance is why? Because you live by the three. You die by, you the, die by the three. Yeah. The difference between 
the Golden State Warriors and everybody else was, when they won a championship, guess what they had? They had Andre Iguodala, who played defense. Mm -hmm. They had Draymond Green, who played defense. They had Klay Thompson, who played defense. Mm -hmm. So they were able to shoot a lot of threes and miss them because they were going to stop you on the other end. But guess what? Harden doesn't play defense, right? Okay, where am I going with this? What's your point, Pat? Here's my point. My point to you is this. If you campaign on coronavirus, if you campaign on the economy and coronavirus cases are going down, and coronavirus death is going down, which is what's happening right now, and the economy is going back up, it is game over. Done. Go home, pack your bags, you screwed up with your campaign. You relied on something you had no control over, even though as much as you control the media, you try to put the fear of COVID-19 and coronavirus, it is not going to happen. And yesterday, uh, 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 Wall Street came out and they said half the money is going to Biden right now. Okay, This didn't happen during Obama. On the Obama, money went to the other side. But this time, money's coming to Biden. Why is it going to Biden? Is it because they feel the economy is going to do better? Or they feel they can control and come up with new regulation? Because bigger businesses, guess what they like? They don't care about taxes. Bigger businesses make more money than there's more regulation. It makes it harder for smaller businesses to compete with them. He's raising capital gains taxes to 28%. 28%. If he raises it to 28%, I have to change the company's comp structure. If I have to change a company's comp structure, guess who takes a hit? Salespeople, employees, and everybody else. This ties to the small business owner. So the campaign, logically, emotionally, in every possible way, doesn't excite me. All right, let's go ahead and break down a couple things because, Pat, you brought up some really, really, really good points. The DNC, first of all, is going out there saying that they're the party of science. If you're the party of science then why in the world will you not go to science when, I don't know, let's say uh, a man is a man and a woman is a woman? Like, why is it if science says two X chromosomes make a man and an X or uh, an, an XY chromosome makes a man, an XX uh, chromosome makes a woman, why won't you believe it then? So why are you the party that literally defies all science for the gender spectrum? Okay. Now, if we're going to talk dirty, let's talk about Kamala Harris. Here's the woman that's fighting the patriarchy, the proverbial patriarchy, breaking the glass ceiling like, I'm a woman, hear me roar, I'm strong. Then why in the world were you doing little diddlies under the desk for Willie Brown in order to get ahead? And this is going to be a major issue for her because they're going to start talking about, uh, like, dude, this is going to be a huge talking point for Trump and for all of the RNC is, oh, you're a person of values, you say, but yet you were given handies and all this other stuff to- uh, You're speculating, by the way. No. That is speculation. Willie Willie Brown has admitted this. He has admitted this. I've I've read the article. Believe me, I've read the article as well, Willie Brown. I think it was when he was 16, he was married. He was dating her. He was publicly dating her. There's plenty of pictures of them together. While he's- Married. So if we're talking about values, well, I wouldn't call that a values. Now, the other thing about Joe, Joe Biden, and this is what I think is kind of unfair, because to me, it reminds me of Hezbollah and Hamas and all this stuff is hiding in this place where you can't be attacked. Okay, meaning Hezbollah, Hamas and and all of these other places, they'll hide in schools and synagogues and religious places or or, uh, uh, mosques because they know that they can't be attacked there. So Joe Biden talks a lot about his grief and grief is for me. Look, a lot of people have experienced grief. Okay, it doesn't necessarily qualify them to be 
president, okay? I think, though, that there is, and I don't know if you're cool going into it. It'll take us about 30 to 45 uh, seconds. There is a new breed of young politicians that are that are coming up. Um, and I w- just want to show you this one little ad. It's gone viral. Now, you're talking about views for the DNC. This one girl. Her oh, yeah, Baltimore? Yes. Totally gone viral. She's walking in the streets. 30 million views. It's unbelievable. How much money has she raised? Like, this is the new breed of MAGA, not Republicans. This is the new breed of. No, no, no. Show, show, show her show the other one. Her, her Baltimore ad. Had. Okay. If you if you go to her Baltimore ad at the top, Kai. At the top, Kai. Okay. Yeah. This is what we call a future-based proposition. This is what Democrats should be doing. Do that. Do you care about Black Lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. The three-minute online ad titled "Black Lives Don't Matter to Democrats" was released Monday. Republican congressional candidate Kimberly Klasick takes viewers on a tour through the 7th Congressional District where she's running against incumbent Kwaisi Mfume. It's a a good ad, fast-paced, not usual talking heads. It'll get attention. It has gotten Klasick attention. Almost a million views already on Facebook. So now it's like 30 million. Okay. So, okay, Pat, or Kai, we're good. If you if you go watch this ad, all right, this is marketing because really elections come down to marketing, right? This is good marketing. The one thing that the Democrats are missing, as Pat so eloquently put, they're missing a future-based proposition. You're not like Trump had one. Sell the dream, Make man. America great. great again. Okay? He's saying, let's look in the future and let's do this. Let's get the Dow back above. He sold people on a dream. They're not set, like 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 every good car salesman when he gets a he gets you in the car and the first thing they want to do is take you on a test drive, right? They know if they take you on a test drive, you're like seven hundred percent dirty. More yeah, yeah, like imagine driving up to the Kyle club to in this car. I, I tell you, if you run for office, you have to talk dirty. If if you're if you're trying to win a girl over, you got to talk dirty, and then you have to do what? You got to deliver. You got to deliver. You got to you got to talk dirty, and then you got to deliver. It's a combination that's been on for a long time. Okay, so you, you brought up the the whole don't underestimate. Uh, Obama said don't underestimate the ability for Joe to fuck things yes. up. You got to understand that, that there's a tone thing. You got to understand in the hip hop community, he might have said. Yo, he about to fuck shit up. Like, it's going to be highly, a little different vibe. I highly doubt that, man. Oh, my God. It's like you taking your WAP and, and changing the WAP to... He about to fuck things up. He about to get to in there. He's going to fuck things up. Assets and property. <laughs> Love that. Is, is the one uh, Adam uh, posted. Uh, by the way, FYI, we just crossed 1,500 for the very Huge. first time. We're at 1,541. Uh, much love to all of you. Uh, the channel is now at 10,100 subs. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. I think real quick, I know some of you guys don't like the sports stuff. Let's get into the brackets real quick. Who doesn't like sports? Uh, some, of the, uh, you know, some of the guys, they, they kind of want to talk intellectual stuff. But let's do, let's do some sports because we like sports and we want to go through these brackets. And we, we picked so, these a couple days so, ago. Yes, we did. Yeah. And by the way, my, my picks, I stuck to them even though yeah. things have changed in the last two I days. I think we should, before we reveal our yeah. picks, let's get some the audience feedback. Yeah, who do so they like? who, who do, do, who do you think it? is a good question? Who do you think is going to win it all? And, you know, go all the way to the end. And be, I have my own views on why I think something's going to be uh, changing, but we'll see what will take place. So, Lakers-Blazers. Uh, why don't you go th- through your picks first? You just kind of go through your picks first. Lakers-Blazers, you got the Lakers. I got the Lakers. I got the Rockets. Okay. okay. Against the Thunder. I've been using this super advanced algorithm because we all know. <laughs> <that> <laughs> Blind <laughs> guessing. 
<laughs> I got the Nuggets over the Jazz. Yes. By the way, we have ten thousand dollars right here. Okay. The winning bracket wins ten G's. I don't know. Put your <laughs> a, picks a down. Fake money on Amazon. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you talking about? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, because the one player is definitely better than the other player, and these players are killing it. The Clips are going to take the Mavs. <laughs> okay. The Bucks are going to go over the Magic. The Heat are going to take the Pacers. I'm, I'm siding with you there. Okay. Uh, Celts. I got the Celtics, and I got the Nets. But He's got the Nets, by the way. Nets over the Raptors. Bro, because I got to pick one big I'm underdog. With you. I, have right? one, I have one as well. So you have the and defending champs losing to the Nets. Let's just go all the way. There's two people. With that Kyrie and Durant. There's two Two people it's I picked. But by the way, by the way, just so you know, if this becomes a reality, this Ridiculous. is a $10 million bracket. Yeah, Yours yeah, pays yeah. 20 bucks. Bro, <laughs> call, call me Ace Empires because I'll be the number one sports picker in the world. Uh, look, I have two people slated to win in 2020. I have Trump and I have the Rockets taking everything. Okay? That's pretty intense. Yeah. He's got because the, okay, Harden's going to come back. Or Westbrook's going to come back. Well, they're up 2-0 right, right now without even Westbrook playing, which is pretty intense. Go ahead. And unfortunately, I don't see the Rockets. Or, By the way, we just lost yeah. 50 people. This tells you how much the audience <laughs> loves basketball. Really? <laughs> I'm telling you. We're dropping like we're dropping like you wouldn't believe. Go ahead. He said what sports are, are give boring. Your what? Give your picks. Who are these people? Give like your that. picks. I got the Lakers. I got, the, I got Houston. Okay. I got the Clippers versus Denver. I got the Lakers versus the Clippers in the West. Okay. That's who I got. I got Milwaukee and Miami advancing. Toronto versus Boston. It pains me to say that I don't you – know, my Heat are looking great. I just don't know if they're going to be able to meet, beat Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee and Boston in the East. And in the finals, I got the Clippers over the Bucks. Clippers beat the Bucks. I got LA Here's what representing. I got. I got Milwaukee. Here's what I got. Listen, let me tell you what I got. I just, I just think LeBron is distracted right now. If he stays focused – if you play that video of what happened, Kai, you want to play that video of what happened yesterday – Energy game one versus energy game two. Watch this. It's a, they're, they're ahead. He's on the bench. Look at his reaction. This is how a leader should react. Watch his reaction. It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It's our ball, ain't it? It's our ball. Hey, it's our ball. It's our ball. James has laid the ball up down there. See, that's what a leader's got to do. He didn't do that game one. His energy needs to be there. If he... Plays like that, one play and out means that much to you, one possession. That's how your team responds to you. If you plays like that, they're going to beat the Blazers. But I have to stick to my pick that I had two days ago. It's the Blazers. I don't like the wow. fact that Lillard got hurt with his finger, even if they have to put it together. Obviously, his shot's not going to be the same. It's going to drop a little bit. But I got the Blazers over the Lakers. I just feel Lillard wants to make a statement, and I think he wants the world to know I want to win a championship. LeBron's thinking about politics, movies, media. Then maybe ring. Lillard's thinking about one thing, ring. He wants a championship. I got the Blazers. Uh, I got the Rockets over the Thunder. I got Nuggets over Jazz. I got Clips over Mavs. If Mavs win game one because Porzingis doesn't get kicked out, mm. I had the Mavs going there. But the game one changed everything for me. I just don't like what the refs did then when they kicked out uh, Porzingis. I, obviously, I got Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Raptors. Then I have Blazers beating the Rockets. I just don't think psychologically, I think uh, uh, Westbrook cannot handle how Lillard is. And Lillard over the years has beaten them multiple times. So we'll see what's going to happen there. A lot of people are going to be against me, and I may be wrong, but I have that. Then I have Clips be beating the Nuggets. And then on the other side, I have uh, uh, Bucks against Celts for championship for Eastern Conference. Then I have Clips against the Bucks for championship, and I'm picking the Bucks. So I we think, both have Clippers, Bucks, and the Finals. But you have Clips, I have Clippers. I have Bucks. 
So we have the same finals. So what we may need to do, what we may need to do, what we with our six foot basketball fans here, we just lost a hundred people on the sports side. I have never seen more hate for the Chinese Basketball Association. All right, so that's the basketball. Now we know our audience. Now let's come back. They ain't playing sports. They want business and politics. By the way, I got I got to just do this. Yesterday I went and got a haircut with my buddy Michael Rapatoni. Rapatoni. DFWBarbers.com. DFWBarbers.com. And uh, Rapatoni just opened up his uh, his uh, barber shop, and uh, when you go up to his barber shop, he's got a sign right outside that says "Walkins Welcome" with Christopher mm-hmm. Walkins picture. It's amazing. Right across the street is a barber that's been there for 50 years, mm-hmm. and he decided to open up his barber shop. When I tell you right, when I'm getting a haircut, I yeah. look to my right. It's right there, and he says, wait, wait till you see what things I'm going to be doing, but I'm excited. I support small businesses, and Michael, shout out to you. If you're in Plano, Dallas, any of these areas, go get a haircut by Rapatoni's Barbershop. You will love this place. And by the way, if you wear his shirt while you're getting a haircut, you buy a shirt for 20 bucks. If you wear his shirt while you're getting a haircut, he gives you five dollar discount. What wow. a great marketing! Great. Before, by, by the way, I'm not getting any discounts. I told him he he's, he doesn't take my money. I said there's no way I'm coming to your business and not taking and uh, not giving you money. We got him a nice uh, 80 65 inch screen TV to put over. We got him a lot of nice stuff for his place. Man. But anyways, good man, uh, uh, Michael. Can much- I give a quick shout out? Sure. I yeah. gotta give a quick shout out here, guys. You gave a shout out to Rapatoni. I know we're moving on from politics. I want to give a shout out to our future president. It's his 22nd birthday this weekend. Look out for this guy in about 40 years. 824. 824. There's a young man. He can't spell for shit, but we love him. His name is the Kai Lude. He's turning 22. Happy birthday, Kai, the Norwegian sensation. Future president? Oh, yeah. He's He's half American. Half American. By the way, he's never had a girlfriend, but he's had a lot of play. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that true or no? <laughs> Our 12%, he's 6'1", yeah. athletic, energetic, with Ironman oh energy. God. Oh, my God. If you, you don't believe me, ropes? test him out. Ooh, Kai Loda. Kai Loda. Norwegian Ironman. Happy birthday, Kai. Norwegian Ironman. Cannot get a goal past this guy if you play soccer with him. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Let's see what things to talk about here. Here's a topic that was brought up. Hey, hey Pat, just yeah. quick shout out. Alan says he's 37 pages into your book. And the amount of notes that he has is absolutely insane. So oh, I love it. I love to hear. By the way, you know, real quick for the book, just so you guys know, this book came out a couple days ago. We ran an ad that even pissed off Adam's uh, mom. Oh, my God, Who was Patrick. furious. Oh, we, my God. The ad, I think, ran out two, three days ago, a couple days ago. And, and the ad, the, the content, everything that we've done, the, bo- uh, the book is now ranked. I think it's a bestseller now on Amazon. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And uh, the Audible is doing great. I mean, I don't know how many stories that's being sent to me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, all over the place. Uh, the love that we're getting. And, and some of the interesting emails that privately people are sending me in power positions that they're reading this book. And they're, they're giving it away to their executives that are reading it. If you haven't yet gotten a copy, go in and uh, get a copy. Trump just uh, gave one to everybody on his team. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And outside outside of that, obviously, True. this wouldn't happen without the Vitamin audience. Much love to all of you. Okay, yeah, so and, and before this book came out, uh, just FYI, uh, Apple was worth one trillion. Uh, Tim Cook reads this book. Apple's worth two trillion. Congratulations, it's, Pat. It's, I mean, it's, just, it's exciting it's stuff. Amazing. It's exciting it's amazing. stuff. Okay, so how about we go to Goodyear Tires? Goodyear banning Trump. Okay, you brought this up a couple days ago, where uh, reported Tuesdays on a slide uh, shown at a Goodyear diversity training that listed Black Lives Matter. 
lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender pride under acceptable while branding Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, MAGA attire, and politically affiliated slogans or material under unacceptable. So you can wear Black Lives Matter. You can wear LGBTQ uh, uh, community shirts, but you cannot wear Blue Lives Matter. You cannot wear All Lives Matter. You cannot wear MAGA attire. Good, right, Goodyear stock declined by the following uh, by following the president's message, which was broadcasted to over 85 million Twitter followers, closing down 2.36%. So the question becomes this. Nike comes out and supports cap. The market gets excited. Stock goes to the roof. But Goodyear comes out with this position, and they lose 2.36%. What is the difference between Goodyear and Nike? I'll tell you. Tell us. People that go to work have to have tires because they have cars okay goodyear is typically your nascar goodyear is typically your you know like 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 nike obviously is built on uh young hip type stuff like goodyear is built on people that put tires on their car this pissed off so many people that i there's literally videos going viral of tire shops taking the Goodyear tires and the Goodyear brand out of their tire shop and the manager saying, we don't sell Goodyears here anymore. Why? Because the guys in the tire industry, typically labor, hardworking, good dudes, yeah. like they said, eh, no. And, 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 and dude, like when you have Trump saying, oh, screw you guys then, and the commander in chief is tweeting out against you, uh, not so good for your brand. I think that whoever came up with that stupid slide should definitely be fired because they just cost Goodyear a crap ton of money. It's an unfortunate that you know certain things are deemed uh, acceptable, but then other sides of the aisle are, are deemed unacceptable. I mean, that's the problem with the very, very. And I'm saying I'm not saying that Goodwill uh, Goodyear is liberal, liberal left, but maybe to some decision makers are. But that's the problem is that, you know, free speech should be free speech. If you want to support MAGA, go ahead and support MAGA. You want to support BLM, go ahead and support BLM. You should not say you can do this, but you can't do this. That's free speech. First Amendment. I mean, let's just respect. So you're that. against what Goodyear is I'm doing. Any, I'm, 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 I'm against anyone yeah. saying you can't do this, but you can do this. Hold that's on, though. Not, that's not right. I actually disagree. Okay. They are a business. They have every right to tell their people what you can and can't wear, especially if you're working there, okay? You have every single right to do that. The, beauty th the beautiful thing about the free market is that we have a right to decide if we buy your tires or not, if we boycott yeah. your, your stupid brand. So I think I'm, I'm one of the few people that think they actually have a right to make whatever rules and restrictions that they want to because they're a company and it's America and you got the right to dictate what happens in your bubble, but we also have a right not to buy your stupid product. So I'll, I'll yeah. give you an idea. So I'm, I'm in D.C. and I'm giving a talk. Okay, there's about 500 people in the audience, and I'm in the DMV area. D.C. I think it's Maryland, Virginia, the whole uh, 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 triangle there. And I'm giving a talk. There's about 500 people there. It's myself, Matt Sapala, Ricky Aguilar, and a few other people that are with me. Rodolfo. Rodolfo and and the hosts lo locally were the Hearts and Cormans, Chris and Vecina and Bill and Kimberly. Chris and Messina Hart, Bill and Kimberly Corman. It's about 500 people there in the audience. 80% of the audience are African-American, okay? Now, when I say African-American, some are African, some are Asian, some are Af African-American, some are black. So, But 80% is 
non-white and non-Latino, okay? Black. Black. And when I'm done with the speech, Bill gets up and he has a couple gifts for me. And he gives me a jacket by an Air Force because he's a former Air Force veteran. He gives me a nice fancy jacket. Great. Fine. And then he gives me a limited edition 45 Make America Great Again hat in front of the entire audience. So he gives me the hat and I'm standing up is there he a saying, black guy or he's he, a white he's guy. He's a white guy. Full on white guy. Freaking white guy. So he, gi- <laughs> he, gi- he gives me this and I'm looking at him. I'm saying, huh, okay. I, I just got the biggest smile on my face and I take it and I have to say something because most of the guests weren't his guests. He had, he had some guests, but it wasn't the 500 that were his guests. So I had to say, I just want you to know, we support every decision. This just so happens he's a supporter, and he's given this gift, and we appreciate the gift and the gesture. And we got up, and some people got upset and walked out, et cetera, et cetera. What's the point there? Here's the point. Um, when do you think will be the next time an NBA player will be able to go to a game wearing a MAGA hat? An NBA player. An NBA player will be able to go out there while everybody's standing, kneeling, with a BLM Never. shirt on. One NBA player has got a MAGA hat on. I mean, not in Trump's America, I'll tell you that. But, but no, no, I'm asking you. No, forget about Trump's America. How do you think the league will react if a, play, if, if a Laker player wears a MAGA hat? How soon before the Lakers trade him because of LeBron James? How soon? Oh, that soon. minute. That mid, do you, yeah. and you're saying that, okay? Yeah. See, to me, that's a league. There's companies, there's leagues. Mm-hmm. Companies are what? Hey, you don't want to wear this? Totally get it. I don't have to buy the Goodyear tire. I get it. Hey, Nike, you want to do this? No problem. I'm not going to buy the shoes. Or hey, more people are going to buy the shoes. Good call on Nike. Worked out for them. Pepsi did a commercial years ago. Didn't work out for them. A couple things they did. I don't know if you remember the Pepsi commercial. Kind of backfired Kendall on Jenner, Pepsi. That commercial. Terrible commercial yeah. that they had, right? But the point I'm trying to make to you right now is, you know, there is a big double standard thing going on right now. Big double standard. And some are bigger than others. Obviously, in the NBA, you and I won't see anybody wearing a MAGA hat. It's very uncomfortable for me to read this. And then Goodyear comes out saying, issuing a message the next day, that the image created misconceptions about the company and its policy, stating that the visual was not created or distributed by Goodyear Corporate, nor was a part of a diversity training class. Well, now you change your position. You got to be very careful nowadays. I mean, you got to pay attention to your audience. My audience in the insurance company I run with 16,000 agents. Here's, here's who I have. I'm giving a talk, and I always know who my audience is. Last year, we had President Bush there. We have Kobe, late Kobe Bryant there, all these other guys there. We're at the Mirage. I'm supposed to be at MGM Grand Arena next week, and we're doing our first virtual convention, which had a 30-minute conversation with Trey Gowdy yesterday. What an incredible conversation yesterday Trey Gowdy and I had. I had a 45-minute conversation with General Mattis earlier this week, and then with uh, uh, Armando's camp, Pitbull's camp. We're excited to put on a ridiculous event next week. We put a lot of money into this thing here. I'm giving a talk from stage, and I say, how many guys here love AOC? And you'll hear, Okay, we have AOC people here. How many of you love Obama? Whoa! How many of you love Trump? Whoa! How many of you guys love Bush? Oh! How many of you guys love Clinton? Oh! How many of you guys are Christians? Oh! How many of you guys are 70? How many of you guys are this? How many of you guys are that? And I said, How many of you guys are Muslims? How many of you guys are that? There's a place for you here. I don't care what you are. Mm-hmm. There's a place for you here. You can build in the company and be whatever you want. But I said, 
here's what I believe in. I believe in dot, dot, dot. I believe in capitalism. I believe in free enterprise. I believe in freedom of assembly. I believe in freedom of press. I believe in competition. These are my views, and here's why, and I respect your views. But this is what the company was founded on. You know what happens with us in the company? We're figuring out a way to get along. And this thing keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. When you do things like this, what if I'm your best sales rep for Goodyear and I'm a mega person? So what? Because on the bigger picture, if you really think about it, do you remember when Obama was getting elected, everybody thought America was going to be communistic? What happened? We're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when Bush was getting reelected second time? People were about to commit suicide because they thought he was going to. We're okay. You know, you remember when Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky came out, everybody was like, oh, my gosh. Guys, we're doing okay. The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, what we've written on those papers are powerful. So Goodyear's got to be thinking long-term, saying these things could turn around very quickly. You've got to understand that the position's got to be open to allow people to be there as well. So we'll see what's going to happen at Goodyear. I just don't – I'm not excited about the decision that they made and what they're doing, and we'll see how the smart, customers are going to react. Smart decision, okay, though. If you're a young player in the NBA or a guy that's just not good, you're at the like you're, – you're in the lower 10%. Yeah, you would probably, be – Okay, the smartest move you could make, put on a MAGA hat. You want to know why? Your jersey is going to get sold more than well, LeBron James. We saw what James. happened. We <laughs> saw what happened with, uh, what's the guy's name? Jonathan from Magic. Isaac, yeah. Jonathan but, Isaac became number two jersey that week. But, 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 bro, isn't it funny how the left always claims that they're the ones that are being marginalized and you've got all of these, uh, you know, identity politics and we're being discriminated against? Have you been a MAGA supporter? Like, you you walk around anywhere. In fact, someone made a great point. You could go to a Trump rally with a Black Lives Matter shirt. Nothing's going to happen to you. All right? But go to a Democrat rally with a MAGA hat. Go to a BLM protest with a MAGA hat. Chances are you're going to get the crap beat out of you. So hold really, on, hold on, hold on. Who is the tolerant you, once? You, you think uh, you can just show up with a BLM shirt at a Trump rally and you'll just be... All good? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, you, can, you can be a what? You can wear BLM shirt to a MAGA at a, rally? At a MAGA rally. And, and, and nobody, no one's going to say anything to you? Josh, that's a stretch. He didn't wait, say wait, nobody's going to say anything to you. No, I said is you're going to be okay. The people are not going to beat you. There's not going to be a crowd that's going to be kicking you and doing all this stuff. Go to a BLM protest and wear a MAGA hat. Okay. No, you'll Pe have the snot. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, people you'll, do it for YouTube videos just to get views to see how people yeah. uh, uh, I react. Think, I think that's. I think this is the problem with Adam, America right Adam, now is that both sides you get spit on. But that's not how this works. Listen, Bill Maher got a lot of heat when he was going up against Muslims, and I don't know if you remember for six months when he had Ben Affleck on. This was uh, Ben Affleck. What was that? Six years ago? Seven years ago? When he had all these people on, and Ben brought Sam Harris one time, and this thing got like twenty million views, and Sam Harris is like, no, here's what you have to realize, you know, with Muslims, when it comes down to the extremism. And Ben's like, so what are you? You're an expert on this topic. You can speak on behalf of all of us. You have to watch this episode, right? And Bill said, Bill said, look, I'm not telling you all, but it's more. There are more extremists on the Muslim than there's on the Christian side. Bill Maher is definitely not a Christian. He made a documentary called Religiously. I don't know if you've seen Religiousness. Relig no, uh, is it Religiousness? Religiousness is what it's called? What was the documentary? Kai, can you see what the Bill Maher documentary came up? What the name of it was. The point isn't the point. The point isn't the fact that it won't happen at MAGA. I believe if you wear a BLM shirt and you go to MAGA, I do believe someone's going to say something to you. Say and, something. And yes. I, and somebody could potentially punch you in the face. But what is it called? Religious. Religious. 
ridiculous. Okay, but I do believe if you do the other way around, you will be permanently ousted, jobs, career, all that stuff, in a major difference percentage-wise than on the other side. If you wear a MAGA hat. To I, think, a, I think the yeah. right is, is, is percentage-wise more willing to be inclusive than the left is. There's no question about it. Percentage-wise, uh, they're, they're more willing to be inclusive than the, than the left is. So percentage-wise. Okay, so Putin rival in critical condition after suspecting poisoning, meaning this is a guy that has been talking smack, smack about Putin for a while. Opposition leader Alexei Navalny, one of Vladimir Putin's fiercest critics, lays in coma Friday after, at a Siberian hospital after what his allies said appeared to be an, a, po a poisoning engineered by the Kremlin. If you haven't seen the video, Kai, if you got the video where he's making the noise, if you can put this up, I mean, you guys got to see this Tonight, here. this incredible story, the most prominent Russian opposition leader this is, is crazy. in the latest enemy of Vladimir Putin to fall victim to possible poisoning. Maybe a connection. Neighboring, this is Chris Livs. The voice of Russia's opposition silenced. Reasoned. Only became desperately ill aboard a flight forced to make an emergency landing. Groaning can be heard in this unconfirmed cell phone video. Navalny has gained widespread support as an anti-corruption activist with powerful enemies, none more so than Russian President... Okay, it's, good. it's good. So, uh, Josh, thoughts? Stupidest thing that Putin can do, okay, because, in fact, they, they said this of an old uh, Christian Chinese prisoner who was threatened, to, he, he was threatened uh, with his life, and he said this, he said, fine, kill me, but every drop of blood that you spill, you make my words more powerful. Okay, when you do this, what do you do? You get people behind a guy that may not have even had an opportunity, a chance. People start saying, oh, man, that's flipping corruption. I don't like that. He's picking on him. He's bullying. And nobody likes a bully. I think that he made this guy a lot more likable, a lot more famous than um, he, he, he needed to. Like, yeah, he may be sending a message of fear, mm -hmm. but I just don't think it was uh, the wisest move from a political standpoint. I mean – you use use the word stupidest move that Putin can move uh, to can use. I, I think the 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 adjective. This was the most Putiny move that Putin could. This is what Putin does. He's I a mean, Putin. This is what Putin does. Oh, you you don't like me? Poison, poison your drink. <laughs> this is this is such a Putin move. It's like Putin poisoning his rival. Breaking news. Yeah, we heard that. It's kind of like Trump affiliate gets arrested. Yeah, we get it. it th this is kind of what happens. So. Um, Look, this guy might not even make it, so I, I, I don't know what's going to even happen to this gentleman. But this is nothing new, is the bottom line, is Putin poisons his rivals. Pat, you had an interesting comment yesterday when we were kind of briefly discussing this. You're like, yeah, this is. I said it's honest. Yeah, you're like, this it's, is honesty. It's, 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 the, it's the whole old relationship with the prostitute thing we talked about. It's honest. You pay, you get what you want, she gets what she wants, you walk away, right? Yeah. Yes, it's dirty. Yes, it's whatever you want to call it, but it's honest. Okay, there's no games being played. It's a very fair trade, I'm right? I'm Putin. I poison people. How you doing? How you like well, me well, now? What this tells you is this is why no matter what they say, America is the greatest country in the world. It's that simple. If you decide to run and Trump ran and said, swamp, this, that. If a Trump ran in Russia the way he ran in the U.S., Trump wouldn't be around today. Okay. And not saying this doesn't happen in America. We can't say what happened with Reagan, JFK, Lincoln, any of that stuff. But not at the level that it happens in Russia. But this is the mob. The mob works very simply. You undermine me, I take you out. 
and that's the Russian model. Now, I'm, I'm surprised people are surprised. I'm always surprised when people are surprised by certain things. There's nothing surprising about this. This is expected. If you want to go up against him in Russia, get elected, the way he has to do it, he has to win KGB over. If he wins KGB over and they have your back, then you become president. It is the model of Russia, not U.S. Today, years ago, if you wanted to get elected, Joseph Kennedy had to make a phone call to the Colombo family, to the Bonanno family, to the La Cosa Nostra and says, hey, we need Chicago and we need you to do something with that mayor. And the mob went out there and got him that additional 7,000 votes to get Illinois. That's what it was in the 60s mm-hmm. and the 70s until Giuliani came up and Joe Piston came up and cleaned house in the 80s with the mob. Things changed. Russia hasn't cleaned house yet. And until they do, that's going to be like this for a long time. And let's not forget, Putin spent $40,000 on Facebook ads and changed the American election. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, way, let me ask you a question. What can $40,000 of ads get you on Facebook? Honestly, you've spent millions on top of millions. What can $40,000 on Facebook ads get you? Uh, It can kill it in book sales. Okay. It can, uh, well, I've, let's see, I've used $40,000 in ad spend before. Uh, to probably make 250 So, I mean, but it ain't changing an election. How much did Obama and Trump's campaign spend on Facebook ads? Uh, so, on social media ads? Social media ads. Okay. Just to kind of put things in perspective. I believe around $600 million. That's the number I remember as well. With yeah. Trump was $600 million. Obama, I remember, was like $1.1 billion, slightly higher. Yeah, but see, Trump was $600 Trump, million. Look, 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 look. If, if you want to know how seriously Obama took social media and this is this is when i knew like oh my god this is going to be a problem he skipped a five star or a four star general's funeral to meet at the white house with social media influencers and he took a lot of flack in republican press for it but that's the moment i'm yeah. like yeah, this guy gets it and republicans didn't get it for a long time they're they're understanding it now and i mean the gop is winning the meme war at least uh but but yeah, bro. I mean, it it changes stuff. Forty thousand dollars though in Facebook ads by some little Russian group does not it doesn't qualify as interference in an election. But by, by, by the way, let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. So Pat Patrick J. Lynch, the union president, said in a statement released by the Trump campaign, which echoed rhetoric often espoused by Trump. Most politicians have abandoned us, but now one voice speaking up in our defense. Defense. So New York police. Association Union Commissioner Pat Lynch endorses Trump. He says this has never happened before, right? He gets up and he says that. How big of a deal is it, and is New York really on the line for Trump to win it? Really New York on the line? Well, you th- okay, go ahead. I haven't looked at a poll, okay? But I think that this is the underlying sentiment. Like, if you've got any sort of union, any sort of union, Especially in New York City that's getting behind Trump, I think that's a huge indicator that stuff's starting to swing. Because I think they're looking at at nipple-pierced Cuomo, and they're looking at blah, blah, de Blasio, and they're saying, my God, what horrible leadership. I mean, horrible leadership during this entire pandemic. Uh, I think Trump's starting to look a lot more sexy uh, to New Yorkers. So, So you're saying that New York turning purple is like Texas turning purple. Right? Uh, no, Texas turning purple, if it is even purple, I wouldn't say it's purple, but Texas is because guess what? All the idiots from California 
are fleeing California here. But these morons. We got five idiots in this room, by the way, just so you know that. Yeah. But <laughs> Shout the, out to the idiot group <laughs> in the room. <laughs> but. The, including yourself, Josh. You're from California. No, no, you live in Texas. He's from Arizona. Actually, uh, Norton, He's California. from California. I was born and raised in California, smart enough to get Josh, out. you're a good watch, man. Watch, Even watch, though your ideas are sometimes watch. wrong, you're a good smart man. Smart enough. Josh about yourself. Smart enough to get out. Then I was smart enough to get out of Arizona. All right. But the one thing that I was really smart enough to do is not vote the principles that make California the pissiest place in the United States. Yeah. Okay. I just so, don't see so, New York uh, voting for Trump. So let me let I me. That's let, like the most obvious statement. Let ever. me say this: yeah. What is the closest thing to a mob in America? The IRS. We got five minutes. We got five minutes till the board meeting. Okay, so we got to shut it up after this. What is the closest thing to the mob in America? I got a board meeting in six minutes. What is the closest thing to a mob in America? The government. The government. What else? So go through the levels. The government's the biggest mob in America. When, by the way, when you say the government, you mean FBI, CIA, the uh, organizations. You're talking about IRS, all of that together. That's number one. Fair. Yeah. What is the second largest mob in America? Mob. Mafia-esque mob. The IRS. You're probably going to say it's the police together. force. Uh, I'm not going to say the police force. I'm going to say unions. Union. Union. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you realize... The union? I mean, have we forgotten, like, when you watch the movie Fist, the story of Hoffa? Hoffa. Have we not watched Nicholson Hoffa? What happens when the hit, what was the most recent movie that came out with the Pacino, all those guys that was a flop, but they spent 140, Irishmen, right? Oh, the Irishmen, yeah. So, Seven hour Trump movie. winning New York Union. I, 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 let, me, let me say this to you, bro. It's like, it's so weird to win over New York Union. But, Pat. What in in order to have to have a union, you're unionizing who? Workers. In order to unionize workers, what do you need? Entrepreneurs. Work. Yeah. In order to have work, you need business. In order to have business, you need entrepreneurs. Yep. And they're looking and they're saying, "Oh crap! Uh, yeah. In order to have work, we need Trump in there, and then we can complain about the little stuff and we can unionize." Well, okay. uh, you you do obviously bring up a great point about the unions, but are we actually saying that you're saying that this is going to flip the state of New York in favor of I, Trump? Are we what saying I'm, that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't go that okay. far. It's all an I'm, indicator. I'll, all I'm saying, and by the way, uh, I think Texas can flip more than New York can flip. Just no, so you that, know, that. that's kind of where I was going. And, with and the too. only reason is the following reason: yeah. because uh, there Latinos. was there, there were some speculations out there that in Chicago. With all the crime that was taking place, they were given one-way, one-way Greyhound rides to homeless people to any city in Texas. Let me say this one more time. Illinois, that's a dirty part of politics. You give a $40 Greyhound ticket to 10,000 homeless people, you spend $400,000. What the hell is $400,000? Nothing. And then you tell them, hey, homeless people, Chicago's cold. It's terrible. Go to Texas. Weather is better. It's warmer. They send all their homeless people to Texas strategically for decades they've been trying to turn texas into purple for a long time this ain't nothing new and it's working they're, they're doing a they're doing their job watch austin if you've never been to austin just go to austin spend I've a couple days in austin yeah, it's if an I'm, interesting place if i'm a bus line i'm going to every major city mayor and i'm saying hey man this is what they're doing to you why don't you hire us to do it back to them and i'm just gonna go pit right but the point i'm trying to make to you is even a statement like that by Lynch to make about Trump, other unions are watching. And they're going to call. A New York person is always going to have a lot of influence. Typically, a New York mayor, a New York you know, chairman, a New York union leader, a New York anything is going to have more influence than any other mayor of any other city. So you got to realize everybody follows the head 
Big Dog, and it's Lynch. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be more people flipping because, like, dude, if that guy's not scared, we shouldn't be scared. So having said that, it's probably one of my favorite podcasts we've done on a channel with 10,200 subs. Gang, we've had a great time with you. We realize how much you love NBA and sports. Obviously, <laughs> Never there was again. a great indicator. This is our last we time will talking follow about up, sports. But put a thumbs up if you had a good time. Subscribe to the channel. Share it. And on top of that, I'm about to post in the comment section Kai Loda's Instagram account. I want you to go wish him a happy birthday. The birthday present for one of the most special guys we have on our team. Follow him. Send him some love. And if you're part of the 12% community of women that follow Valuetainment, he's single, he's handsome, he's one, <laughs> and he's got genetics from Norway, which tend to make very, very healthy, healthy, healthy babies. Have a great one, everybody. We'll do it again next week, Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock. Tuesday Hashtag. morning, 8 o'clock. Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Here you go. Bye-bye. The link's right there, Instagram. Click on it. Go follow Kai Loda. Happy early birthday, Kai Loda. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs>